Okay, so tonight's show um, that um, I want to talk about, that I want to talk about is, um, I want to talk about car shows. I want to talk about things that, you know, we have at car shows that we don't really, that really don't make the car show, but, you know, are they really necessary? That's one of the things that a lot of people ask. So, like, I remember a long time ago, I've talked about this story. I've said it, I've said it thousands and thousands of times that, you know, they do have, you know, car show models for a reason. They have car show models for a reason. And car show models are there to bring a little bit of, you know, sex appeal to the car show. They bring a little bit of, you know, fun to the car show. If you're an adolescent 18-year-old kid who is looking at a pair of boobs for the first damn time, and you see them on a car, you see them on whatever. Back in the day, they used to have pinup models, you know, on planes. They used to have them on, you know, car shows and stuff like that all the time. And the pinup models were a good thing. Nowadays, not so much. And I know probably a lot of you guys are sitting there saying, well, this guy's probably, you know, this guy's probably got a wife who, you know, is probably sitting over top of him. And they're saying, you know, why are girls always wearing half, you know, you know, not wearing a goddamn thing? And why are they at a car show? Well, here's the reason. I guess sex sells. But the thing is, is does it really sell the part? You know, I don't know. Because I remember being at a car show... I can't remember exactly which one it was, but it was a car show that we were at, and this girl was wearing a bikini, and she was really, you know, she was really nice. She was really nice. She was, you know, she was dressed up in this bikini, and she sat down on this guy's, um, on this guy's Mustang. It was a... It was a GT500 2007 Mustang. GT500 2007 Mustang. And it had rims. It had a body kit on it. I mean, this guy put a lot of work into this car. And she had a, a hoop. Or she had some kind of thing that had, like, a diamond or some kind of thing on it. She sat down on his, on his hood... And she moved, and all you heard was scratch. And it was a very deep scratch. I mean, this thing was pretty deep. I'm talking about, you know, like Death Star deep. I mean, this was like, you know, pretty, you know, pretty deep scratch. And the girl got up before the guy even took a photo she was like, oh shit, I'm sorry. And the guy came over and was like, are you fucking kidding me? 
Are you fucking kidding me? You scratched the shit out of my car. And his girlfriend came over and she punched the bottle. She punched the bottle in the face because it was their car. I mean, it was their car together. They came, they came together. She punched the model in the face and was like, are you fucking kidding me, Trick? Or bitch, you scratched my man's car. And before the girl could even answer, the one girl punched her in the face. And then she was beating the crap out of her and it was kind of like Dominic Toretto beating the shit out of fucking um, Johnny Tran going, I didn't narc on anybody, you know, or something like that. But basically this chick was beating the crap out of this girl it was like you fucking cunt you scratched my fucking man's car and she's beating the shit out of this girl just beating the shit out of this girl right and there's blood everywhere they finally got the damn security guards or well they got somebody to come over and grab these two girls from each other and this one girl couldn't even fucking move they had to call an ambulance because the, the one girl beat the shit out of her to the point where she couldn't stand. And, you know, and she got more mad about the car being scratched than the guy did. But it turns out that the GT500 Mustang was her car. And her boyfriend, he was working on his car, which was a um, another Mustang. Um... And, uh, you know, she was just, she was just pissed. And they, they, the, the model thought it was his car because he was standing next to it. And he was getting all excited when she came over. But when it scratched it, you know, it was like World War Three. So, you know, models nowadays, they actually are at a booth. And then you have to go over to them, you have to talk to them, and then you have to sign a waiver to actually have them sit next to your car. I don't know if that's how it is with import nights anymore, or hot import nights. I don't know if that's how it is, but they have women that'll stand next to cars. And one of the things that I like about the Brainerd Power Crews in Brainerd at Brainerd International Raceway is that they have a thing called Mrs. Power Crews. And what the Mrs. Power Crews thing is, is basically it's not about beauty and everything else. It's how you actually work on a car. They like make you take the tires off. They make you, um, take the tire off, they make you, um, you know, change the brake pads, uh, they make you basically do just about everything to work on the car, and then they rate you, um, they rate you on, uh, on how you, you know, did, you know, and then, or how much knowledge you have of the car, you know, and it's called the Mrs. Power Cruise. And it's not like, and it's not about, you know, just going there and, 
you know, having a wet t-shirt contest and walking around in a bikini, it's actually about you working on the car. Yeah. So I think that they should have that at a lot of at a lot of car shows because there are women out there that can work on cars. Now my wife, she can work on cars. You know, she can work on cars and she's badass at being around cars because she can get her hands into small places, like places that I can't get my hands into. And I really do think that my wife and I really need to work on a car together. I think we need to just go buy a beater car that's a piece of shit and turn it into something that could be, you know, badass. And I really think that my wife and I could do that, but we really don't have a place to go to work on cars because we don't have a garage. So I think that's what I'm looking into someday is to be able to have a place to work on cars and to be able to do what I want to do. Because I think, you know, working on cars is a badass thing, man. I think it's really cool and I wish more and more people would work on cars. But in Minnesota, you can't really do it until now. Until, you know, when spring kids and the cold weather's gone and unless you have a nice garage that you can work on your shit. And I mean, a lot of people don't really have that nice garage that you can work on your stuff. But now that we're getting into car shows and stuff, you know, the thing about girls is that girls can be at car shows and they don't have to be standing next to the car. They can actually be driving the car. I think more and more women should get into drifting. I think women should get into drag racing. I think they should get into rallycross. I really think that they should get into, um, they should get into driving. Wow, that was a big gust of friggin' wind. Blew my van halfway across the friggin' road. I didn't mean to do that. But, um, yeah, my van just went zoom all the way over to the right-hand side because of a gust of wind. <laughs> a gust of wind. Um, but, like, um, well, yeah, the road is uh, splitting, dude. Um, but what I don't understand is I don't get... I don't get why... them on the right hand side so they get over and they block you so you have to go around them I hate when people do that if a car is coming faster than you just stay in your goddamn lane let them pass you and then get your slow ass over after they pass you god I wish people weren't so fucking stupid yeah if you look up and you see a car coming 100 miles an hour stay where you are Yes, just stay where you are. Don't fucking move until after the car passes you. Then get your slow ass out of the fast lane and get the fuck over to the right. I hate when people do that. I hate when people sit in the fast lane and they're going slower than old people fuck. If you're going in the fast lane and you're not passing, get the fuck back over in the right, okay? I'm going back to car shows. So... 
if you're at a car show and you're a woman, don't be intimidated. Do your research. Research about your car. Because you know what? A woman that knows about a car is a keeper. That's a gift from the car guy or car gods, guys. A woman that knows cars and has a passion for them, that's somebody that you hold on to. That's one of the reasons why I love my wife so much is she has a passion for cars. Yes, she does. She loves cars. She loves them. Yeah, she does. She's badass when it comes to cars. Okay? Just remember that. Keep that in mind. Um, but also, if you know how to work on your cars, ladies, that is cool too, because that is something that is really cool, because if you know your way around a hood, and you know your way around an engine, and brakes, and everything else, you're badass. Yeah, you're badass. And that's one of the things that most women, you know to do is to learn how to work on cars and I think women should go to body school you know like go to uh, like go to paint school or go to um, automotive class and go to you know stuff and read books on cars because you'll be so surprised and so happy about yourself when you know how to put your car together yeah. And there's nothing wrong with a woman that knows her way around the car. Now, guys, if she knows her way around the car better than you do, then maybe you should do up your research. But, I mean, a lot of people need to look into, you know, they need to look into their car research. I mean, there's a lot of women out there who know their way around a car. Yeah. And guys, don't be intimidated if the girl knows a little bit more about cars than you do. You might learn something. You might find out she's pretty freaking attractive. And she's pretty cool. Because there is nothing wrong with a woman that knows her way around cars. Anyway. So... So car shows, yes, it's good to have bottles and stuff like that, but it's good to just have them for when they want to come around your car. But most of the time, guys, go to cars, go to car shows for the passion of cars. That's what you need to do. You need to go to a car show for the passion of cars. You need to understand that cars are just another hobby that is very, very expensive, but you know, we're gonna be around them for a long time. And it's understandable. Yeah, it is. It is understandable. Cars are that way for a reason. Yeah. I'm slowing down, motherfucker. Because, I mean, you know, it is... It is, you know, construction season and everybody's got to slow down for them. Yeah. And another thing, that's another thing I'm going to say. A speed limit for a construction zone, if it does say 
60 miles an hour, yes. You know, use caution. And if there isn't any construction going on at night, you probably can go 70, 80 miles an hour. But, you know, if there isn't any construction going on, go 60. Yeah, 65, 60, 64. I mean, just use caution in the construction zones. Give the guys a break, man. They're the ones that are out there busting their balls and they're trying to get home at night. So there's no reason to drive 90 miles an hour in a construction zone, okay? Just slow down a little bit. Give it some damn time. You know, you don't need to go 90 miles an hour with your head on fire in a construction zone. There's just no reason for it. So... One of the things that's on my mind, um, that's that's on my mind, is Tesla. So what is Elon Musk going to do in 10 years, you know, with these electric cars? Are they going to fall apart like, you know, the Prius did? And are they going to just, you know, are they just going to stop, you know, they're just going to get rid of the car and have somebody else deal with it? Or are they just going to make a brand new one and then you buy that? And that's all you do. Because what's going to happen when Tesla runs out of resources for these kind of cars? Like these, like when they run out of nickel. Because they're mining nickel for these batteries. I think someone's going to have to come out with an alternative fuel source that is going to be using like, you know, like nuclear power or maybe hydrogen, you know? And I think Dodge is already working on a hydrogen motor for their new Hellcats and their Chargers, or their Challengers and the Chargers and the um, the Trailhawks and the Durangos. I think they're working on a hydroelectric car, which I think is a really cool, you know. But I'm surprised no one's ever thought of solar power. I mean, the sun's not gone, and once the sun blows up, then that's when we're done. But right now, I would channel the sun. Does the sun have enough, you know, power to make a car go fast enough? But that's what... I think what they should do is... They should put solar panels on cars. And when it stops... When it stops... Yeah, when the car stops at a light... It should switch over... It should switch over to solar power. And then when it goes again, then it should be using, it should be using like a battery, like an Elon, like, like the electric cars. But when they stop, that solar power is charging the car. So when they're at work, that solar power is, you know, just put, you know, just put solar panels, just put solar panels on the car and paint them in with the body. You know, like make a car like solar panel black or, you know, and make it so that the solar panels, you know, you can actually, I think you can actually make a car that has solar panel tape or that has solar panel coloring and then I think you can spray over top of the solar panel or, 
or make components of the car that would be perfect instead of using carbon fiber make solar panel uh, solar panel fiber yeah like make solar panel panels so like when the car's got the carbon fiber on it that's not carbon fiber that's solar panel and that'd be like so awesome make like a solar panel duct tape or a, a solar panel wrap that the car charges the batteries I mean it I know I'm probably just throwing this technology out there and probably someone's going to take off and run with it and go, well, thank you, Jack Craning, for your million-dollar idea. But the thing is, is that, you know, I don't have any money for the idea. I just have a, a brain that fucking thinks 90% of the time that maybe we should think of another alternative source to charging up these batteries. Because... These batteries are $12,000 to $13,000 to replace on some of these electric cars. And it's ridiculous. It's, it is ridiculous. It's, it's freaking ridiculous. And, you know, you see all these people, you see all these people who are, you see all these people who are out there driving these Teslas and going to these charging stations and charging up their cars when they're sitting outside a Target. Well, okay, if you're sitting outside a Target and you have solar panels on your car, that's better than a charging station. Yes. Because you're never going to get rid of the sun, even if it's behind a cloud. Yeah, even if it's behind a cloud, it'll still get a little bit of solar power and it'll be able to charge up a battery to give it reserve power so that you can take off. But you don't need a charging station. Okay, okay, here's another thing. Another thing. These charging stations. These charging stations could have a solar panel on every single one of the charging stations. It soaks up the sun. Somebody plugs in their Tesla. Bam, Merry Christmas. Power from the sun. Yeah. Because solar panels, they're not, they're not gone. They're not dead. No, that solar panel technology is not gone. It's not forgotten. It's just that nobody utilizes it because nobody wants to pay for the materials. There is probably a majority, about 5%, 5% of the people in America who are using solar power on their house to power their house there's probably about five percent of the people in the, uh, the population now imagine that five percent is using it on a car and they have it on a car I think that would be a pretty cool thing I mean I would drive around in a solar panel black car I think it'd be cool as hell but you know Somebody's probably going to take this idea and run with it and go, oh my God, that guy Jack is such an idiot because, you know, he gave up his idea. But everybody gives up their million dollar ideas. It's because they don't have money at the time they think about it. <laughs> Excuse me. They don't have money to come up with the idea themselves at that time.
so people are just going to sit there and go, well, God, there goes my idea out the window. And that's not anybody's fault. That's not anybody's problem. No, it's not. There are so many people who come up with ideas. They come up with ideas, but they lose their ideas. And it's all because somebody else is out there going, well, I'm just going to take this idea, you know, and run with it. Because that's what they do. They run with it. You know, and it, it's not anybody's fault. No. It's not anybody's fault at all. No. But you sit here. But people sit here and they... And, and they they have these million dollar ideas. They have these million dollar ideas. They sit here and they say, they sit here and they say, hey, you know, I'm gonna come up with an idea and I'm gonna run with it. And I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna see what anybody thinks. And people look at them and go, dude, you're crazy. You're nuts. You're not thinking outside the box. No, you are thinking outside the box. You know exactly what you want in life. That is what you want. Yeah. But you've got, you've got the multi-million dollar idea every day right in front of you. It's just that somebody is going to beat you to it. And now I gave it to you. You guys can go ahead and run with it. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody came out with a solar-powered, you know, way to charge a Tesla. I'm surprised Elon Musk didn't think of that. So Elon Musk, if you want my idea, Trax Revolution, run by Jack Craning. Yep, Jack Craning, million-dollar idea. There you go, you can have it. I wish I could get some proceeds from it, but whatever. I'll take 20%, you know. Or you can tell me to go fuck myself. Because that's probably what none of your fucking, you know, engineers and any of your guys could have ever thought of. It's another way to charge your cars without having to use these charging stations. Well, here you go, man. I mean, this one guy put a generator, a gas generator in the trunk. And when his car was stopped, the gas generator turned on and he plugged his Tesla in. But see now, if you had a solar panel hooked up somewhere, you could charge a Tesla without any problem. Yeah. Yeah. Make a solar panel that's got a charging port on it for a Tesla and see if it doesn't work. There you go, Elon Musk. I love you. love your car company, but uh, I love your car design, but I don't love the idea behind it. No. But so, if somebody's going to find a way to make a car be able to be charged a little better or a little be able to run on a different kind of fuel source, whoever figures that out, that's going to be the next car design that's going to go through the roof. And I think Dodge has already got something going on with this hydroelectric power. I think they're going to get something going with it. 
I think someone's gonna make it work. Yeah, someone's gonna make it right. But who knows? Yeah, who knows? Nobody knows. Yeah, nobody knows what's gonna happen in, in a couple of years' time. I mean, we're still trying to figure out what we're gonna do, you know, tomorrow. So that's what we're thinking about. But right now, I mean, we all have to figure out what we're gonna do. Yeah. So, and another thing that I'm gonna talk about is motorcycles. Um, now that it's getting to be uh, spring out and uh, sunny out, you're gonna see a lot of motorcycles. So, you know, give motorcycles the benefit of the doubt, would you guys? I mean, you see a motorcycle, you know, give them some space. Don't ride up their ass. You know, they don't, they don't, you know, they, they think that everybody's watching out for them. So watch out for them. Motorcycles are everywhere, especially around here. I don't want anybody to get hurt on motorcycles. Even though I love four wheels, I just don't want anybody to get hurt on a motorcycle. Okay? Goddamn wind. Fuck. I gotta arm wrestle the wind here today, man. This is bullshit. God, I hate this wind. Yeah, it's so fucking strong. I'm one arm in it, and it's like friggin' throwing me around like sea biscuit out here. But anyway, I just, uh... I want to give you guys a heads up and tell you that there are different alternatives and sources out there for ways to go. These gas prices have to start going down. I don't know when the hell that's ever going to be. Um, they're trying to get more and more people to drive electric cars. I don't really think it's going to happen. So, Because nobody has the money to afford an electric car. I mean, I think that we should just keep on going and not worrying about the price of gas. Just keep on driving because you have to go around. You have to go places. Yeah, you have to, you know, you have to live your life. And, um, and also I just want to give a, a shout out to, um, you know, guys from uh, Savage Savage Garage I know you guys lost uh, Randy and I just want to let you guys know that he's in our hearts um, through all the people in the automotive industry um, he's going to be missed that's the guy from Savage Garage his name's Randy and I just want to say um, yeah one love and sorry for your loss, guys. Alright, well, this has been Tracks Tracks Cast, and uh, I just want to say one love, guys, and um, hope to hear from you again. And be safe this car show scene, and talk to you later. Alright, bye.